Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, it's Sanira here. I'm so excited because we have some major news to share. As of this month, CEO School is officially part of the HubSpot Podcasting Network. We're now part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Work at Life, hosted by Sanja Lasinia and Maddie Grant, where they explore the gray areas between work and life as they share data on relevant workplace engagement and culture topics. I loved listening in as Sanja and Maddie discuss new ideas on how to impact diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging today. Listen to Work at Life wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, listeners. It's Sanira Madani here, CEO School podcast host, and you are in for a treat. Over the next seven weeks, we're going to be sharing exclusive interviews with the most unbelievable unlikely CEOs who are truly just changing the game in their industries and are pioneers in what they do. Something that ties them all together, not only you're gonna recognize their names, they're fabulous, they're leaders, they are massive influencers, but what is most important about them is that they are authentic CEOs. So come join me over the next seven weeks in a beautiful series of interviews that you get to have first dibs on. So listen in from wherever you're listening in from, and you can catch these videos on YouTube and on our channels. I cannot wait for you to listen in and just learn from these guests that I learn from each and every single day. I hope you enjoy these interviews as much as I did. Next up, I have Sahara Rose, who actually I haven't met in person. So, you know, something that um, I've been I've been talking about is like, you know, my friend circle. I want to share that the pandemic actually allowed me to build upon these amazing connections that you can cultivate digitally. And Sahara is one of those people that I literally met through the Internet, through our Instagram DMs and Instagram comments. And I used to follow her. I've been following her for several years um, on, you know, just her her spiritual journey and what she shares and honestly, her dance video. So she has made spirituality uh, so feminine and so beautiful. And I would just obsess over these videos that she would uh, put on on Instagram. And uh, and then I guess, you know, she found me somewhere. She started following me and then we started uh, connecting virtually. And so I share that because many of these connections I have you know, it's not just we randomly like just meet people and it's like, yeah, let's become best friends or let's do business together. 
relationships are also work and effort and time. And part of being a CEO and part of something I go into for the course that's going to be launching is the traits of a successful CEO. And one of the traits of a successful CEO is building and cultivating relationships, right? And cultivating relationships with with stakeholders, with partners, with vendors, with customers, with teammates, and then also with people that may not provide you value. Like not everything, and I wanna tell this to the internet, everything isn't fucking about you, right? Like serve, do something nice. You don't have to ask for anything back. The more that we provide value, I do believe in that karmic energy, and Sahara and I are for sure gonna talk about karma today and dharma. But part of the karmic energy is also just giving to not have an intention to receive back. And and it's something that is really hard to do. People say that they do things because they like want to do them, because they want to make an impact, but it's not really truly authentic. When you actually bring service as part of your authentic self and doing things for the sake of providing value. Uh, I talk about gatekeeping a lot. And if you've been following me on social, especially recently, I've been talking a lot about gatekeeping and knowledge keeping and gate uh, play the playbooks that are we're, you know, we're not sharing because we say, oh yeah, we want to help somebody. I want to, you know, have a podcast. Here's like my playbook on the podcast, but we're not actually giving them your podcast producer, your your resources, talking about like the actual playbook to go do this thing because we are innately, we have fear. We have fear that someone's going to take it and do it better than us. And what I want to remind the world is that there is a beautiful thing about seeing other people succeed. And if you can find joy in other people's success and only adds to your success, whether you're competitors or not, And there's a lot of gatekeeping happening in business. That's why the business world looks the way that it looks because people of business only do do business with people that look like them, that are in the same circles. And these are not all the faces of business. And that is my goal here today is to show each and every one of you that there is a different side to being a CEO, being your authentic self, making your business all about impact, doing right for your team, creating a culture. I love that literally the last two founders both said when they offered health insurance to their teams was their favorite, their most proudest moment when Arlen's literally been on the cover of Fast Company and she didn't mention that. Goes to show when you make an impact, the universe returns that favor of impact. And without further ado, I'm gonna bring an incredible guest up, Sahara Rose, um, who is the founder and CEO of Dharma Coaching Institute. And she is also known as the Rose Gold Goddess. Sahara, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I am just in this beautiful energy right now. I am so excited to have you on. I'm going to read your bio so our audience knows how incredible you are. Sahara Rose is an ancient soul in a modern body. And once you talk to her, you will know exactly why. She has been called a leading voice for the millennial generation into the new paradigm shift uh, by Deepak Chopra, who also wrote the foreword for her three books. Three books. I don't even, like, I'm not even going to ask your age, but three books already. That is impressive, including the most recent called Discover Your Dharma. She also hosts the Highest Self podcast, the number one, hold on, everyone, just like about to like drop the mic here, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes with over 30 million downloads, 30 million, like literally mind blown. Sahara is the co-founder of Dharma Coaching Institute, the world's first accredited school that certifies Dharma, which is your soul's purpose. 
um, and spiritual life coaches, as well as the founder of Rose Gold Goddesses, the Divine Feminine Mystery School. Um, she's a keynote speaker. She's been featured in talks with Michelle Obama, Harvard University, Vogue, Forbes, NBC. I mean, the list goes on. And we are so just grateful for you taking the time today out of your crazy busy schedule to empower the entrepreneurs in the room today. Thank you for being here, Sahara. Ah, thank you so much for just reading the bio with such enthusiasm. I loved it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, shit. <laughs> yes, take credit. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, we should be reading our bios with this much energy and passion. And I think even for all the entrepreneurs in the room that may not have all of these accolades, right? Take credit. There are amazing things that you've done and you shouldn't stop yourself from, you know, as entrepreneurs, sometimes we set this high expectation and it's like, when this happens then, it's not a destination. Entrepreneurship is not a destination. It's a journey. Build your bio along the way and be proud of it. Sahara, today, you know, I know this 20 minutes is going to absolutely fly by. So I want to get right to it because I want to talk about serving your purpose as an entrepreneur. We've got lots of entrepreneurs in the room. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're motivated by so many different things. Um, but you really, you know, talk about Dharma and purpose. And so I'd love for us to start that conversation of why is this important? Tell us about your work and why entrepreneurs should be listening to you today. Mm, so your Dharma is your soul's purpose, the big reason why you are here and more than just what you do. You know, we have these bios, but it's how you do it and why you do it. It's the energetic frequency that you bring to everything, every conversation you have, every piece of content you put out there. And our Dharma really is that North Star of, of our lifetimes. And it can have many different shapes and forms, but I think especially as CEOs, as visionaries, it's so important for us to connect to that higher vision, that higher picture, where we are heading to. What is the purpose of this energy? What are we here to create and cause in the world? And that's really what living your Dharma is about. How did you start this journey, right? So tell us, take us back to day zero. Like, was like, how did this even begin, right? Like, did you just wake up and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I understand the spirits, I understand like energy, like what happened? So take us, take us through this journey. Yeah. So I believe as children, we inherently do know our gifts, but we forget. And we need to have this temporary amnesia to forget who we are so we can go back and remember. So as a child, I was really into spirituality and being a witch and all of the things. But then I actually was very much bullied and actually thrown down a hill for being a witch that I was scaring the classmates. So I completely stopped even thinking about spirituality. And it wasn't until many years later through my yoga journey that I started to dive deeper into the soul. At this time, my body began experiencing really bad health issues. So what, what began as digestive issues became hormonal imbalances, which doctors later said after two years of not getting my period that I had gone into perimenopause. So that's when I really started to take my health under control. And that's when I started to dive deep into Ayurveda, the sister science of yoga based on the mind-body connection and that process of just needing to heal my body when you just don't have anyone to lean upon and doctors are just prescribing you different medications. That is what brought me onto the holistic healing journey. And then realizing that even our mindset, our our soul, you know, level discrepancies can create these physical symptoms. And that's what led me on the journey of really understanding who I am on a deeper level. That's so incredible that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs I find, you know, 
end up becoming entrepreneurs because they're faced with an adversity or they're, they have a problem themselves. And the most successful entrepreneurs I actually find are the ones that have actually felt the pain of the problem uh, and have used that pain and have used that problem to say, hey, if I'm experiencing this or I'm seeing something in this industry that I can see is a better solution, and then utilizing that as the purpose behind uh, their company and their product versus right now, I would say something that really like irks me about the internet is that entrepreneurship is so sexy, right? It's like so sexy to become an entrepreneur. You know, I know both of us are, you know, children of immigrants. Like that was not a, um, you know, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a privilege, right? Like entrepreneurship was a necessity. And so it's now in today's world, it's entrepreneurship is easy, but I, I feel like entrepreneurs today are misaligned or I don't see a lot of alignment with like the true value of what they're trying to bring, actually solving problems, aligning with their purpose. And I want to make sure that that part of, I, I do believe that successful entrepreneurs, it's not just about, you know, the number of widgets you sell or the dollars and, you know, that are coming um, that you're not going to have a long-term business if you really don't align to your your true calling and your true power. Absolutely, because when you're living your purpose, you are irreplaceable. You know, the supply is one and the demand is infinite. Whereas if you're just repeating what you've heard, I understand why people do that when you're still not confident in your own voice. But truthfully, you're not here to copy someone else's marketing or business plan or whatever else it is. You're here to be the unique solution of the world's problem that you're here to be. I love that. You know, Sahara, why is it so important for CEOs to align with their soul's purpose? Can you kind of take us back into some of your teachings around the soul? I, I, I know this is a topic that, you know, many women either know a lot about or don't know enough about. And I'm kind of in this like in-between journey of learning on this spiritual path. And so, you know, how do I align with my soul's purpose and my dharma? Yeah. So as the CEO, you really are the one who's setting the sales forward and deciding what you as a company stand for. And it's so important because as the CEO, you are the person who's making those decisions. It's going to make the ripple effect in not only your team's life, but everyone that you serve and where all of your income is going to go, different causes, et cetera. So I, what I find is what happens is so many people, they are set on their mission-based business. They know what they're going to do. They're so excited about it. Then when it comes time into like running the business, you know, things are a bit crazy and there's always fires to put out that you forget. And then you start just responding to, well, I think I'll make more money doing this. And I see people doing that and everyone's talking about this. So you begin reacting rather than creating and being that example of what's possible. So it's so important, especially as a CEO, to take a step back and to really ask yourself if, if money wasn't a thing right now and we didn't have these existing customers, what am I here to bridge forward to this world? What excites me? What are the things that I really wished existed? And you know, I have these different stages that we go through in, in living our Dharma. We have the air stage, which is the ideation, the big picture, the fire, which is the execution, and then the earth, which is the grounding and the reevaluation. So often what happens is you get stuck in the fire. You get stuck in the doing and doing and reacting that you lose sight of that big picture. So where we need to go is the earth, to take a moment, to have that sacred pause, to take a step back. And that's often where our best ideas actually come from. It's when you're not in your business that you take a moment to actually receive the wisdom that is waiting to come through. Such a beautiful like journey that you picture, picked, uh, that you portrayed, right? And I agree with you, like we are in the fire, but it's because sometimes we have to be, right? Like as CEOs, like all the problems come to you. You are in the day-to-day, -day. you have to wear so many hats. 
you know, that's something that I've struggled with in my journey um, is the more that my business grows, the more successful I become, the harder it gets to actually pull myself away to do that. You know, in the earlier parts of my journey, there was a lot of building phase, but then there was time to be creative and to have fun and to take myself away and work on the business. And now I have to be so so darn intentional with every waking moment that I have that it's it's exhausting also to be like, how do I do this? So what tips do you have, you know, for founders and for entrepreneurs in the room that know this, right? That they know that they need to be working on the business and not in the business. How do we pull ourselves out of the fire? Yeah. So I would say first look at what stage you're stuck at, because some people actually get stuck in the air stage that they have all these ideas and all these things that they want to create. But when it comes time to the actual doing of it, they get very overwhelmed and end up sort of running away or jumping to the next idea because it's easier to brainstorm than it is to execute. So if you are that air person, then step into the fire, pick one thing that's really going to move the needle for you this year. The thing that's the most exciting and resonant for you and also feels approachable right now, that it's not like your five-year plan, but your thing that you could probably actually get done this year and focus on that one thing and bring it into the fire. Now, if you're someone who's a lot in the fire, like we tend to be, then it's time for you to go into the earth, the sacred pause. So literally going outside and connecting to the earth, taking your shoes off because the earth has negative ions that scientifically are proven to ground your body. So just taking your shoes off and walking barefoot on the earth. If you do that once a day, you're going to just ground your energy so much that all of those scattered thoughts are just going to come into harmony. So grounding breath work is one of my favorite practices. So breath work is just essentially specific breathing practices that there's so many free ones that you can do on YouTube. For example, one of them is called breath of fire, where you do quick breaths like, and what's that doing is it's actually recalibrating your nervous system. So instead of being in this hyper aroused nervous system state where we need to be in control and we're reacting and we're freaking out all the time, which is often how you feel in the trenches of a business, you're actually able to take that step back and physiologically shift your state that you can see solutions to things that you wouldn't have seen when you're in that reaction, go, 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 ping pong with all of the things that are happening in your business. So breath work, grounding, meditation, dancing, yoga, laughing, playing with pets, playing with your children is doing something to take you out of it, to ground you back into your body, especially as women. Our spirituality is based on our bodies. We're not here to leave our bodies and, you know, transcend and go to the Himalayas forever. It's actually about how much can I be in my body, in my joy, in my energy. So having practices that really ground you and bring you in your body. So movement practices are really great. Now, if you're someone who gets really stuck in the earth stage, so you're someone that maybe you're a bit burnt out. Like it's hard to even do anything right now. You're feeling stuck. You're feeling heavy. You don't know how you're going to even come up with your next thing. Now it's time for you to step into the air. So what are your big picture visions? What's exciting to you? If you, if money was not a problem, what would you create in this world? Start dreaming big because naturally when we start to get excited about the things that we're bringing to this earth, that's where we get the energy from and naturally the fire picks up. So I see us, we're always in the cycle, air, fire, earth. So look at where you are, look at the energy to come next and those are your practices. Starting from scratch, taking an idea and turning it into a fabulous business overnight. That's what most people think the reality of an entrepreneur is. But really, being an entrepreneur is hard work, late nights, and the ability to keep going when you feel like giving up. Entrepreneurship is rewarding when done right. And the most rewarding part is seeing the growth of that idea. 
that business and turning it into a scalable business with impact. You know, I always say there is no such thing as a million dollar idea, only a million dollar execution. HubSpot is on a mission to help your business grow better and help you execute that vision seamlessly with a secure CRM system. A CRM is a customer relationship management system and a technology for managing all your company's relationships and interactions with customers and potential customers. With all the tools and integrations you need for marketing, sales, content management, and customer service, HubSpot is ready to grow with you from founder to CEO and everything in between. Plus, with seamless plugins that you can track customer activity, you will know what's clicking and who's not, all from your HubSpot dashboard. Level up and start scaling for good with HubSpot. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. That is such, like, that was so amazing. I can, like, see myself in all of these different stages. And what's really crazy, I, I kid you not, I literally run around barefoot all the time. I also sit on the floor a lot, which my entire team will tell you, like, I just need to sit on the floor. I eat on the floor. Like, I have my coffee table. Like, I just take my shoes off. I need to feel, like, the ground. It's something yeah. I naturally do. And, like, even with my kids, we play outside without our shoes. And, you know, my husband's always like, put the shoes on. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, let them get dirty. Like, we're going to be fine. But I never thought about why I do that. Yeah, it's like intuitively your body knows we need to ground, we need to earth. And probably if you didn't have those practices, you could have burnt out. But because you have those and you have those sacred pauses and the earthing within your day, that's why you're able to still create so much. I love that. That's like such like great advice. And also, you know, something that I haven't explored is breath work. I've explored meditation. It's really hard to like keep your mind still, you know? So talk to me about that. Like as entrepreneurs, we've got all of these crazy thoughts. I journal and that's kind of been the only grounding practice that I've been able to consistently do. Um, even if it's like five minutes, just starting my day. Um, as soon as I get to my desk and I'm like, okay, just five minutes, let's just get it all out. Uh, I did it here. Like I didn't have my journal with me. So I wrote it on a post-it and I wrote my affirmations before I started this live stream today. So I do a good job of like taking my words, you know, into paper and that really helps. But I've struggled. I've struggled with meditation. I've struggled with other mindful practices, breath work. Give us some tips. So I also really struggled with with meditation and I tried doing meditation trainings. I'm like, I just can't do it. Am I just not spiritual enough? Like, and I realized the feminine was never meant to just sit in silence. Like the masculine, which we all have divine feminine and masculine within us, but someone who tends to be polarized, more masculine, they want to be in silence. Like I'm maybe with your husband, I know with my husband, it's like, he wants to be alone in silence. Like that's his highest excitement for him. Whereas the feminine, she wants to be in conversation. She wants to be in community. She wants to be with the children, with the food, with, with the aliveness of life. That is what excites us. So to, and especially now when you're in entrepreneurship where there's so much happening and, and your nervous system is very hyper aroused, so it's reacting, reacting. It's like telling someone who was running away from a lion, hey, why don't you sit down and, and meditate for 20 minutes and, and not think about anything, huh? Why can't you do that? It's like, I am running from a lion. Like <laughs> the last thing I want to do is sit down and not think about anything. Like I need to keep things moving. So we're, we're feminine polarized. And we're in that hyper aroused state. So meditating is, could actually make us more stressful when we're in that state. 
it's just too, it's actually too far away from us that it can make us actually realize how chaotic our thoughts are. And then I've left meditations feeling worse sometimes. So that's why I love breath work because in breath work, you don't need to clear your thoughts if you don't want. You just do the breathing practices and you follow along. Like we can even do some right now that I just love doing it so much. And in 90 seconds, you physiologically shift your state that the quality of your thoughts starts to change, that you're not having the same quality of thoughts of I'm running away from a lion, but now the quality of thoughts are, okay, the lions moved back a mile. What do we want to do now? Okay. Thank you for giving us permission not to love meditation because <laughs> I just finished Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty, which is literally one of the top books that I've, I've, I've read. Like I feel so inspired um, by his journey as a monk and just, he talks so much about meditation. And I put on my first like 20 minute meditation. I was like, I can't do it, Jay. I'm trying, but I can't do it. Uh, I love that you gave us permission and I love that you talked about breath work and the feminine energy versus the masculine energy. I'd love to talk about that feminine energy in business because it is a different energy, but yet the world expects us to have a different energy. I am not a man in a skirt. That is not how I want to CEO. And that is how I'm expected to CEO. And these are the, the comparisons that I have for CEO. I am empathetic. I am emotional. I am passionate. I am overcaring. I am all the things that make me. I am collaborative and communicative and, um, you know, creative. And that's what makes me who I am. And I'm also CEO. So can you share, you know, what do you see in business and kind of talk to me about this like masculine energy versus feminine energy? Because I feel like the world expects women to be men in skirts and we're not, and we don't have to be. Mm -hmm. And I think this new paradigm of entrepreneurship and leadership is realizing that women and the feminine are actually amazing at business. Like I work with a lot of men and it's like just the level of interconnectivity that we have and the ways that we're able to problem solve and understand how people are feeling in a way we have a lot of advantages to men who tend to do things a little bit more rigid and buy the books and they need a lot of data, but they're not connecting with the customers and the people that they're working with their team. So I would say this new, this new paradigm that you're really speaking into at CEO school is about the divine feminine leading in business and not seeing that as a negative thing. But the fact that we are more hypersensitive and hyper attuned, we don't need to hire necessarily this like whole marketing company to understand how people are feeling. Like we just know how people are feeling. So I would say lean into that, lean into your gifts, especially the intuition that a lot of us have as, as women that we so suppress. And we feel like, you know, when you, when you maybe work with someone and you feel something is off, but your mind is trying to tell, you know, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then like six months later, you realize you should have listened to that intuition. I would say, let that be the driving force of your life. Every time you have a decision to make, you're not sure what to do. Just take a moment and close your eyes and ask yourself, and the ways that you can actually just quantum leap in your own business by making decisions on things that could have taken you so long by just connecting to your intuition. I'm not saying don't listen to the facts and the data and definitely have collaborative conversations, but at the end of the day, trust your gut, trust your knowing, don't second guess yourself. Don't let society's standards tell you that that is inferior than any other way of making decisions. And you will be amazed by where it takes you. Oh. I love this. I could not agree with you more. And I think that you're absolutely right. That is the reason why women actually make better CEOs. Sorry, penis. 
<laughs> you know, it is. Women, actually, if you look at the percentage of less than, I talk about venture capital, right? So investment into women's business, women-owned businesses, less than 3% of venture capital goes to women, but 12% of the unicorns are women. I mean, we make money go further. We make investments, like every female CEO drives further investment dollars for their investors, right? We're not even given an opportunity to start a business, but when we do, we crush it. And it's because of all of those things. And it is true. The world now is talking about being empathetic. Like now it's being taught in business school, right? Like all the things like that, you know, like listen to your EQ and like your interpersonal skills and communication skills and having a great culture. That is all things that we as women naturally do. And so there is no doubt on why, you know, like I used to always be just be so hard on myself as like what I needed to do as CEO, but I was doing all the right things. And that's what I was, you know, I think this is where CEO school really came from was I didn't go to CEO school and there is no such thing as CEO school, right? It is us just leaning into who we are, being our most authentic self and, you know, asking for help when we don't have it. But if we just lean into that vision, we lean into our guts, we lean into our hearts, we lean into our minds, right? All three of those brains need to work together not just one. And that is the difference. And so I love that we're talking about feminine energy. We're talking about Dharma, which is really finding and aligning your purpose with your life's work. And oh, how beautiful is that when we get to do that? And I think most women really do try when we start businesses, it's because we're aligned with a higher purpose. It's because we want to make an impact. It's because we're making a difference. Sahara, for my last question, I know we're gonna, we're gonna have so many amazing things that we're gonna have you back on for. You know, what is your proudest achievement as CEO? You're one that's taken your passion into actually turning it into a business. Tell us about the most proudest moment that you have. For me, it's just witnessing my ideas and having them go through that stage, the, the fire and the earth and the ideas coming to life. And I feel like we are such powerful creatrixes. And if we can just really hone in on what are those visions, those things that we wish existed. And for me, creating Dharma Coaching Institute and being able to take what was first my book and then shift it into this movement just shows us that we are so capable as human beings, as women, we're here to birth the new paradigm. So it just takes saying yes to it. I love it. Saying yes and doing it and you're doing it so well. Congratulations on your third book. Where can we get a copy? How can we support you? This whole audience is here for women supporting women. Sahara, tell us how we can get access to all the things. Yeah. If you head over to my website, IamSaharaRose.com, you'll find everything there, the Discover Your Dharma book, as well as my podcast, Highest Self Podcast. I cannot wait for all of us to get our hands on it. Sahara, thank you so much for just being here today, sharing your love and wisdom with all of us, encouraging us to find our dharma and leaning into our feminine energy. This is what we need. Ladies, this is what a CEO looks like. This is the new CEO. This has always been the CEO and just representation matters so much. Sahara, thank you for showing up. I know how hard it is to show up online as your full authentic self. We can learn so much from you um, just by the way that you show up every day and spreading your message. So thank you for that. We're all gonna go follow I am Sahara Rose and follow your journey. And I will see you soon, Sahara, hopefully in person in New York City. Yes, thank you guys so much for holding the space today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. 
We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.